Shut up and sit down. Episode 62 of No One Asked Us. He's Craig Choate. I'm Logan Lee. Happy Pets Day to all those out there that celebrate. Craig, uh, did you celebrate your pets today? I celebrate my pets every day. Mm, eater. <laughs> eater. <laughs> no, I did not. They are uh, laying on the couch right now with mom watching HBO Max or something. What a terrible dog parent you are. Don't even celebrate National Pets Day. <laughs> but yes, uh, we are here for another episode of No One Asked Us. Uh, we are recording this Monday evening, uh, April 11th. Um, just a couple hours after the... Uh, Brandon Murray decision, which we will touch on here shortly and how that affects Illinois basketball. Uh, plenty to talk about this week, including some other Illinois basketball news. Um, and some, then some various things from around the rest of the sports world. The same things that we usually do on this show. Uh, before we get too much further, Craig, how you doing? You good? Good. Life is good. It's Monday. It's, it's been a struggling Monday. I've, yeah. I've been a little uh more tired i guess is the term i don't know i took a nap i never take naps but i took a nap um i rarely take naps because there was one time that you texted me right when i started napping and i didn't respond because i was napping but i took a nap today and i'm just tired today i don't know why did we'll you have an exciting that. weekend did you do anything no, else other i didn't than leave... sit on your couch and watch the oscar watch the masters i didn't leave the couch so i don't know why but yeah it was a struggle uh, for for today, but we're here. Apparently, Tiger puts you on an emotional roller coaster that you are just you're still yeah. trying to recover from. I guess I don't know. Okay, all right. Well, as I said, plenty to talk about, so we're going to get right into it. Um, first off, like, subscribe, share, all that stuff, please. Um, wherever you're listening to this, give us a follow, give us a like, comment, ask us questions down in the comment section. Uh, let us know where you're listening, where you're watching. Uh, we appreciate that stuff too. Looking to grow this page uh, a little bit here and there every day. Also give us a follow on all, all of our social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. We're on all of it now. So maybe next time we'll have a TikTok. You going to create a TikTok for us, Craig? I've had a TikTok for like three years and I've posted twice. Yeah. I don't think I posted anything. So you're ahead of me there. So, <laughs> I watch right. it, but I don't post. Yeah. I spend way too much time on it watching other people post, but I don't post yeah. anything myself. All right, let's move on. First off moment of the week for you go. Uh, I'm going to go two prong here. Okay. And one is just going to be a quick mention and it is Tiger Woods repping the, of course. Of the course. red black today. I um, was just so happy to see him play the masters. We'll talk about it more when we, when I break down the masters, cause Logan will have nothing to no input on, on that, but we'll talk about, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Uh, you're wearing your green. That makes sense. I like it. You're wearing your green. Okay. Um, masters yeah, Monday. I, uh, I was just so excited to see tiger uh, playing golf again. So uh, that is probably my number one moment, but I know we'll talk about it that in the show. So I'm going to have something else here. Um, opening day on thursday or whatever day it was and not just opening day but for me seeing albert yadi and wayno on the field all three in cardinals uniforms again was just like super nostalgia like all up in the fields moment and i loved every second of it i know 
I tweeted it and I posted it and I probably texted it to you when the Cardinals signed Albert. I said, I will not stop smiling. Like I told you, I don't care if you bets 068 this year, hits two home runs. Like I don't care. I'm just happy to see all three of them back in the Cardinals uniform. Um, Yachty has said it's his last year. Albert has said it's his last year. Everyone assumed it was Wainwright's last year, but he has already multiple times in the last two weeks been like, hey, hold on. I had a pretty good year last year. Let's see how this year goes. I might not be done. He's pumped the brakes on those. But um, just the start of this season with those three, I think this is probably Wainwright's last year as well. But if he has another good year, maybe not. It's just going to be awesome to watch this last ride, especially with those two in Cardinals uniforms. And the other day was the start of it. So I loved it. That was, it was cool. I will admit, even as a Cub fan, it was cool to see the three of them honored on the field again uh, with the other, I assume those were all the Cardinal Hall of Famers. I didn't watch the whole thing, but yeah, uh, but see Albert there. It, there's something nostalgic to it. Um, I think any baseball fan can appreciate that um, just to see him there and it's where he belongs. It's where he belongs. So happy, happy, for, happy for you. Happy for for all of Cardinal nation uh, to be able to experience that. And hopefully it doesn't end poorly for you. That's all I'll say. <laughs> uh, I'm I going mean, to use. He's played. Oh, he's been in, uh, in the lineup one time for the first four games. Now today was rained out, but he was not in the lineup before the game got rained out. And he went 0 for five, I think with at least one double play, maybe two. So <laughs> it's we not going to be a lot of at bats. We're not making this the question of the week, but Similar to the question that I asked you several months ago in relation to his position on the Dodgers roster, does he finish the Cardinals season (laughs) on the Cardinals roster? Uh, Does injured list count? (laughs) I Um, mean, that's probably more likely. This this could be our question. Does Albert get to 700 home runs? He needs like 24, I think. Does he get to 700? I like that. He needs 24 home runs to get to 700. I think. Let me look it up. All right. Because I have a I have a very quick answer for that, uh, <laughs> if, if that's the number. Um, but I'm fine with making that the question of the week. We can we can. He needs 21. He has hit 679. Would you like to make that our question of the week this week instead of what we had planned? Um. No. Let's go with the other one. Okay. This week. That this might be next week's question though. Because this is this, we still got a full season for this question. What we were planning on well, is is time sensitive right now. Remember that, or put that in the notes, uh, so we remember that next week. Um, we'll get to the question of the week here shortly, though. I do want to take a moment uh, to uh, be a little more somber uh, at the top of the show. I do want to uh, remember a couple people here um, that we lost this past week. Um, first off, more on a local level. Um, local being the Champaign region where you and I are, are both somewhat from and cover a lot of Illini sports. Uh, Jim Turpin passed away this past week. Uh, Jim Turpin was was 90, uh, longtime voice of the Fighting Illini football and men, men's basketball team. Um, he, was, he was the voice when you and I were growing up, uh, when we were pretty young. Um, I, think he, I think he stepped away from, from the program in 2002. Uh, that's when Brian Barnhart took over. So a lot of the, a lot of the games that we remember uh, we're going to be our, our Brian Barnhart's voice, but some of those early years, um, that was still Jim Turpin. He was on the mic for, uh, the, the 89 team and a lot of those moments. Um, and some of those early, um, Bill self teams, 
uh, was would have been him too, I think. I don't remember where the, the cutoff there was, but uh, longtime voice for the fighting line. I worked for WDWS in Champaign for a long time too. Uh, passed away this week, as I said, at the age of 90. Just sad, sad for the for Champaign for uh, Illini Nation. A lot, you know, a lot of people had, um, you know, gave their thoughts and um, best wishes to his family and everything. I just wanted to, to join in, in that as well. Uh, I mean, do you, do you remember hearing his a lot of his voice on? game broadcast or or is brian barnhart's voice really the first thing you remember yeah i don't remember any of jim turpin um that mainly probably because i didn't listen to a lot of illini radio right um prior to moving to champaign in 2015 which brian had already been doing for for a long time the now illinois had their network down in southern illinois but i was rarely listening to the radio all my illini games came from tv so um so no i knew the name obviously because i was entrenched in the in the program for five six years however long it was but um but yeah it's it's tough to see that i know a lot of people from our age up have a lot of memories robert rosenthal i don't know if he mastered up himself or he found it from someone but he put turpin's call with some pictures of the 89 game the elite eight game it was like a 30 second clip when Illinois won at the buzzer and he tweeted it out with Serpent's call and, and some, some black and white pictures and stuff. So um, that voice meant a lot to a lot of people our age and older. So yeah, h- hated to see that news. Yeah. He uh, yeah. I mean, I was watching a lot of games on TV as well, um, but just being in the car driving around a lot when I was yeah. here, really, I mean, yes, Brian Barnhart's voice has been a, you know, a staple in, Illinois athletics for most of our lives, but really Jim Turpin and Jim Shepard's voice are the, the names or the voices that I think of when I think of Illinois basketball, especially growing up um, Turpin on the radio and then Jim Shepard at, at the uh, assembly hall, uh, the PA voice there. So uh, thoughts and prayers to his family. Um, he, he was 90. So wanted to shout that out and um, you know, give our thoughts and best wishes to them. Um the other thing too, obviously the, the, the bigger story on a national level, uh, Dwayne Haskins, um, passed away this week, uh, former Ohio state quarterback, uh, was a part of the Steelers organization. Um, he was, he was down, uh, working out with, with other players and things down in Florida. Um, and, and was tragically hit in a, it was a car accident, right? It was a truck or something that hit him. I don't know. I haven't it's, looked it up. I just of, know he, he got hit by a car. I don't yeah, know the circumstances. There's a lot of, yeah, it's, it's hit by a dump truck. I believe is what the headline read that I wrote, but uh, also very sad. Uh, he was only 25 years old. Um, great quarterback at Ohio state or 24 years old, excuse me. Um, great quarterback at Ohio state, uh, you know, was, was trying to work his way, uh, you know, in, in the NFL system. Um, but super sad super sad what happened to him. Um, you, you just hate to see that such a young guy had a lot ahead of him, um, whether that was football or not. Um, it was just, that's just super sad. Somebody 24 years old for that to happen. Um, really kind of puts a lot of things into perspective. Yeah. From football or not football, just life in general. CNN reported Dwayne Haskins died when he was struck by a dump truck Saturday morning as he tried to cross a highway on foot in South Florida. Yeah. 
not so, yeah not fun not fun not stuff we like talking about on the show but uh two people that we did at least want to mention here um you know thinking about he his was, family as well he was trying to cross interstate 595's westbound lanes near fort lauderdale hollywood international airport when the dump truck hit him the incident was reported shortly after 6 30 he had been walking on the highway for unknown reasons Yeah, that's what CNN has. So crazy, unfortunate. Yeah. Um, he was a part of the Ohio State team, 2017, 2018, that era. Um, so good at all. So good in he college. Was, he was so good. So in college. good. Uh, picked 15th overall by Washington in the 2019 draft. Spent two years as a part of that organization, and then he signed with Pittsburgh before last season, and was a quarterback in their system this year. Uh, scheduled to be quarterback in this their system this year so again thoughts to his family as well um super sad that that happens at such a young age so adam uh, Schefter didn't help the situation either no i didn't really want to bring that up uh but that was not uh we can't we don't have to talk about it but yeah. i just wanted to throw the name in there if you want to know what happened just yeah. search adam Schefter and dwayne haskins and you'll see why people don't like adam Schefter. did he right did he never he didn't take the tweet down did he yeah did he yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if he did or not. He um, did. Sh- it did not take long. He did because I try. I people were quote tweeting it, and I was clicking on the original tweet, and it okay. said this tweet's unavailable. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's that's that. Wanted to um, just mention those two names and send our thoughts to their to those families and everybody yeah. that was uh, part of their lives. So, all right, let's move on to happier things. First off, question of the week. We're not going to do the Albert Pujols thing. Uh, We're going to talk NBA playoffs. Um, The NBA playoffs start this week, or not the NBA playoffs. The NBA playoffs do start this week, but that's not (laughs) what our questions of the week is going to be. Uh, Question of the week is going to be who wins the NBA MVP. NBA MVP. Uh, We'll give you the three options being uh, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, or Giannis Antetokounmpo. Good luck to whoever's going to put that into Twitter. Uh, because Twitter polls does not like that long of a name. Um, people know him fourth, as Giannis. People know him as Giannis. <laughs> He's like, or the share. fourth option will be other. Uh, there was some debate on whether or not uh, Luca should Luca Doncic should be one of the options, uh, but we're going to just leave the fourth option as other. And if you believe it's going to be Luca, then you just select other. Maybe comment below. Let us know who you think it's going to be. Uh, yeah. But those are going to be the options: Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, or other. Not who you want to win, not who you think should win. I know a lot of you Bulls fans are going to want it to be DeMar DeRozan. He's not going to win. The question is, who will win in NBA MVP? Craig, what say you? Who wins? Um, going by the parameters that you just said, Jokic. Yeah. I if agree. I was voting, I would, like, if I had a vote for NBA MVP, it would probably be Joel Embiid. Iodesumu? <laughs> no, maybe in a couple of years. Yeah, I think it's I think it should be Jokic. Uh the Embiid thing is interesting because his team should be a lot better than they are. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing working against him. Yes, he's had a great season. Uh, the only NBA game I've seen in person this year. Uh him and DeMar DeRozan just went mm. went off on on each other. <laughs> um and he was he was dominant in that game against the Bulls, but yeah, I, I think that thing working against Giannis or working against Embiid is how good his team should be, 
and that they're really um, kind of struggling to be uh, where they, I mean, they're the four seed. So uh, not that the Nuggets are any, not that the the Nuggets are any better. I mean, they're the six seed, but I don't know that anybody was expecting them to um, win the whole darn thing or anything, but. That's what I was going to say when you said to Rosen that they're not going to give MVP to a team that's a six seed in their conference talking about the bulls. But then I looked and the nuggets are the six yeah. seed in the West. Yeah. They're the six um, seed too. Jokic averaged 27.1, 13.8 and 7.9. And Embiid first center to lead the league in scoring since Shaquille O'Neal in like 2000 or 2001. 30.6, So Jokic's numbers are a lot better. Yeah. I feel like. So yeah. yeah. Go with go with Nicola. That's back to back, right? Yeah, it will be. So that's what I'll go there, with as well. There's a guy in the draft this year that his name is very similar to Nikola Jokic. Yes. If you want to look up mock drafts, because yes. I saw it, I was like. Wait, what? <laughs> the on uh, the ringer, their mock draft list. When they get to him, and they, they do the comps part, who they you know they're they put not to. Nikola Jokic. They, yes, they put not Nikola Jokic uh, as his comp. So oh, let's see um, if I can let's find it. What do you got here? It is Nikola J O V I C Jovic. And yeah, J O K I C is Nikola Jokic. So the one letter difference. <laughs> That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Hopefully they end up on the same team. That'll be just wonderful. All yeah. right. I want to apologize to anybody out there that um, has been waiting for what we're about to talk about for the last like five days. And now we've gone 20 minutes on this show. We haven't yeah. even mentioned the name Sky Clark. Yeah. Um, sorry for burying the lead and making you wait all this long. Um, but now we're going to talk about it. Sky Clark is going to be a fighting Illini uh, this upcoming season. Sky Clark is the uh, the combo guard uh, out of uh, originally out of Tennessee, correct? The state of Nashville, Tennessee, yeah. Nashville well, he's area. originally from originally from LA, and then moved to Nashville at okay. some point, and then it ended up in Montverde Academy in Florida. Uh, yeah. He had committed to Kentucky. Well, I think he's committed like three times by now. I think he originally committed to to Tim Anderson at DePaul. Yeah. Uh, Then he backed out of that commitment and then committed to Coach Cal Calipari at Kentucky and then suffered an ACL tear uh, this past year. And somewhere along the way, for whatever reason, which we won't really get into, um, he decommitted from Kentucky. So then there was the yet another circus surrounding him. Uh, this is a top, what he top, uh, 30, 30 recruit in the country in this class. Um, so there was yet another circus surrounding him. Um, and he ended up choosing to come to Illinois. Um, this is huge. This is huge for Illinois basketball. Uh, um, we have talked at nauseum about the situation of this roster. Um, we know the situation. Illinois is now going to be without. Uh, they lost Trent Frazier. They lost Demonte Williams. They lost Alfonso Plummer all to graduation um, or being forced to move on because they didn't have enough years left. Uh, they lost Andre Curbelo to the transfer portal, assuming he doesn't come back, which he's not. Um, 
so you you need to change change another guard um, for lack of a better term. Uh, your backcourt needs some help, and uh, you just got some. You just got some. Sky yeah. Clark is a um, dynamic guard, point guard, shooting guard, whatever you want to call him. Um, the, the reason, I mean, he was a Kentucky commit. If that if that tells you anything, Kentucky is known for getting the best players, some of the best players in the country to go play for them. Um, and now he's going to be a member of the fighting Illini. Let's, let's just hear your thoughts. Let's just, let's just start there. What, what, as soon as it happened, I know you were excited. I was obviously excited. Uh, we had thought this was going to be happening. Now that I even mentioned it, I even forgot who else he was, who else was in the mix here. I don't even top remember. six, top six were Illinois, Tennessee, USC, Maryland, Louisville, and Washington. That was his top six. Can I ask you a question before we get any further? Of course. Does that does that six worry you at all? Um, what do you take away when you see that that's the six that he's choosing from? Okay, so not worried about Maryland, not worried about Washington. Louisville concerned me because Kenny Payne, who they just hired, was on the coaching staff when he committed to Kentucky. That worried me. Tennessee worries me. They were a top 10 team, three seed in the tournament. Um, and he's w- lived in Nashville. That worried me. USC is always kind of a wild card just because they're USC. They're a big brand, but they haven't been great. So did I cover all those? Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I think so. it was a, it, it seemed to be on paper, a random and weird top six for a guy like him. Um, but I, yeah, I was a little concerned about, um, Louisville. I'm not going to lie. I was, I thought Louisville was the toughest competition and I searched Sky Clark's name on Twitter daily, multiple times a day. And we know that the Illini fan base is always mad online and always just (laughs) the craziest fan base online. There were some, there's a big Louisville fan base that, was trying to pull him to Louisville as well. And I, I could have seen it happening, but it didn't. So we don't have to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I think that um, Louisville was surprise, surprise. Louisville were, or Tennessee were the ones that I thought yeah. were the most competition. Yeah. I just, I look at some of those other options, primarily Maryland and Washington. And while those have been good programs at times, I don't, no, right now. I mean, a lot of this is, is cyclical. It depends on who else is on the roster. And there's a lot of factors that go into this thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm if he would have gone to those two, he is the guy. Yeah. Like he could average 25 points a game if he went to Washington or Maryland, because they don't have anyone else. Right. But he's not going to win a lot of the games. Going from scheduled, to, supposed to play at Kentucky or committed to play at Kentucky to potentially going to Maryland. That just seems like a strange move. Now the, the thing that we need to talk about is the ACL um, yeah. that that is the big hit, big thing here. Um, whether or not that was the reason why he decommitted, there are certain reports out there that'll tell you yes. And others that might tell, you no. Um, but you have to think it had to be a factor. Um, the, the question that I keep hearing now is whether or not his explosiveness is back or yeah. will come back. Um, from everything that I have read and heard, it sounds like before the ACL tear, he was as explosive as a guard as you'll find in this class. 
And that's not always the case when you have an injury like that. Um, so that's certainly something to take note of. Now, I do think it's interesting that he, when he was giving his little interview um, after he committed last week, one of the people that he, he mentioned was, was Adam Fletcher, the strength and conditioning coach at the U of I. Um, and how specifically how because of his injury that he's going to be recovering from that mm-hmm. he thought that that Fletcher was going to give him the best opportunity to rehab that because let's be honest he's the type of player that is is fully concerned about what's happening after Illinois I'm sure yeah. he's going to stay at Illinois for a year or two and hopes he has success there but his future is past Illinois so yeah. he wants to go to the best situation that's going to improve his stock for the rest of his career. And he made a note that basically to say that Adam Fletcher was a big reason for that. So yes, the, the ACL is certainly a concern, um, but I don't think that that means he's not going to be a good basketball player for Illinois. Uh, whether or not his, his, um, whether or not all of that comes back, we don't know. And we won't know for a while, but he's yep. still a pretty darn good talent and something that yep. this team desperately needs. Yeah. So while we're talking about that kind of stuff, like exactly what you just said, we don't exactly know what Illinois is getting no. because of that, but 24 seven does their evaluations. They have their national guys that scout players and they write up like, here's how his game translates. Um, on the re-evaluation in March, Eric Bo- Bossi, B-O-S-S-I, said he's certainly a capable playmaker for others, but when that becomes the sole focus of his game, he can be a bit too passive in looking for his own offense. The rocks of his game are his tight ball handling and creativity offensively. So even if he doesn't have the explosiveness, he's creative and he can handle the ball. He just might not get to the rim and attack as much and it's a full paragraph article i'm not going to read the whole thing and rip it from him but um the acl certainly will change someone but on the other hand we've come so far and there are so many acl injuries how often does it re-tear not very often but people do come back different what i was getting at originally with the evaluation Jerry Meyer, who is the director of scouting for 24-7. He is like, I feel like he's one of the main guys at 24-7. This was in October of 2020, which is, I think, before the ACL tear. It would have to be before the – Yeah. Oh, yeah, 2020, for sure, before the ACL tear. He had a comparison to an NBA All-Star in the Eastern Conference. About the same size. Do you want to take any stabs at who might be compared to Sky Clark? Plays on the East Coast. And the Eastern Conference plays on the East Coast, Northeast. St. Louis native, former Florida Gator, Bradley Beal. Oh, oh, okay. That makes sense. I was thrown off. Um, That's, I mean, that's a comp. That's a that's, very high comp. That's, that's a comp. <laughs> again, before ACL tear, and again, don't know how he's going to come back. But if you just get a little bit of that, whoo, it's a big get. 
I, yeah. I don't know how we can put it into words. I know it's five days old now. We're delayed. Logan asked if we wanted to do an emergency pod on it. I think we both were kind of like, eh, we'll talk about it next week, whatever. But probably should have done an emergency now thinking about it, but it's whatever. Um, I asked my friends this um, before the Kylan Boswell decision. And I think I asked you this, but I'm going to put it out there because I'm kind of torn on it. Is this the biggest recruiting win for Illinois, for Brad Underwood? Let's throw some context here. He is, he is a five-star. He's a composite five-star from 24-7. 24-7 themselves have him as a four. I think ESPN has him as a four. But their composite, which compiles a bunch of different rankings from different sites, has him as a five-star. That's the first five-star Illinois has gotten since D in 2002 i think was that his yeah Yeah. 2002 um and this gives illinois the best recruiting class they've had since recruiting websites became a thing about that same time is this the biggest recruiting win for illinois in the last 20 years before he steps foot into a game yes yeah bigger than io yeah question mark before before he plays a game yes Will he be as impactful as Io was? Probably not. That's my or, argument. Or Kofi? Probably not. Um, maybe. I mean, who knows? I mean, there could be a lot of things at, at play here. But, I mean, just going on paper before he plays a single game in an Illini uniform? Yeah, absolutely. He's the biggest recruit they've had in years. I mean, That's my thing. They, they argue that Io is the biggest win. The thing with Io was he wasn't as heavily recruited. He was not a five-star, and he was down to Illinois and Wake Forest. Like, you didn't really have to beat anybody to get Io. I think everyone knew Io was coming here, which is a testament to Brad and his staff for doing a good job and getting Io to buy in and basically fending off everyone saying, no, he's coming to El- he's going to Illinois. We don't even have a chance, so we're not going to waste our time. And – Io was probably the most important recruit because he was the Chicago kid. He was the Illinois guy that bought into a program when they stunk, when there was no reason to come to Illinois. He bought in and he changed the program. So he's probably the most important, but the biggest and best recruiting win, it would have been Boswell because he was the Champaign-Urbana native, you know, that left and now Illinois is good. He's come back and comes back and commits to Illinois. Sky Clark's right there. He is a five-star. He was a decommit from Kentucky. You beat off other top 15, top 25 programs to get him. I think this might be the biggest win, recruiting win for Illinois in 20 years. Well, as I said, before he puts on a uniform and plays in yeah. the game, yes. Yeah, but that's what recruiting is. Right but I don't think I need to mention the other highly recruited player of the last 20 years did not really pan out well for anybody. So yes, to answer your question before he puts on a uniform. Yes. As a recruit, as a recruiting win. Yes. Yeah. Just as Jeremy Richmond was. I'll just put the name out there. Just as Jeremy Richmond was. (laughs) Is Jeremy Richmond the he who must not be named? 
Is that yeah. is that? I mean, it wasn't that the, Vo- the Voldemort. It wasn't Illinois a Voldemort basketball. situation. I was just, <laughs> I was just saying that for some reason. I don't know. Regardless, I'm not. I, I'm not saying that he's going to. Ha- that's going to be him. I'm not suggesting that at all. Um, yes, as a recruit, before he plays a single game, he is a bigger win for Illinois than anybody else they've had in the last twenty years. Yes. Will he be the most important player Illinois had in the last twenty years? Most likely not. Um, but yes, to answer your question, yes, I would say so. I texted a Kentucky friend who is um, diehard UK basketball and asked why did Sky de- decommit. He said there's not going to be much guard playing time next year at Kentucky because I think that a couple of guys that they thought might go pro are actually coming back and they've already got other guards in the class. Um, so that on top of the injury probably led him to decommit. That's what he said. Well, Illinois has plenty of guard space right now. So he's, uh, he's going to fit in just fine. Um, Let's just kind of uh, recap where we are right now in the Illinois uh, roster shakeup. As of recording, uh, that's really the only change of late. We still have not heard anything on the Kofi Coburn front. Uh, There seems to be some positive vibes about that, but it's still very much a toss up on what he does. We have not heard anything in regards to Jacob Grandison and Austin Hutcherson, whether or not they are returning and we have not heard of any other names that are leaving as of right now. Um, so that makes that adds Sky Clark to an already impressive freshman class uh, Jaden Epps, Sincere Harris, Ty Rogers, plus the addition of Dane Janja, um, who's joining the team this coming season as well. Um, I've been kind of mapping out like a depth chart type of situation just to kind of see where this thing is going. You, you still need another guard. You still need somebody else that can help. Um, If, if Kofi comes back um, and nothing else changes, you, you still need somebody else. Uh, Cause if not, you're going to be relying super heavily on freshmen to carry your backcourt. And that ain't going to fly as great as Sky Clark and Jaden Epps and maybe even sincere Harris might be uh, that that's not going to work. You're going to need somebody else. Um, who that's going to be, we don't know. We know officially now it's not going to be Brandon Murray. Uh, he was the transfer coming out of LSU who was had Illinois on his short list, did visit Illinois this past weekend as one of three schools. Um, he made some sort of voyage across the country to visit three schools in three days or something crazy. Um, went to Tennessee and then Georgetown. He ended up... Um, coming in to go to Georgetown next year. So he is out of the mix for Illinois. Um, before we move on to Illinois stuff, do you want to comment on the, on the Brandon Murray thing? Cause I know you, you had some thoughts. So who goes to Georgetown? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, he's from Baltimore. Um, it makes right. sense. It's right. a very IO like comparison, except IO went there out of high school instead of right. transfer, instead of having to transfer. Um, it, it does make sense. Um, Logan asked me what time I wanted to go today to record today. And I said, normal's fine, whatever. And I said, but there could be a commit after we record. He's like, well, should we delay? And I was like, this was before the announcement. I said, no, I think he's going to Georgetown. So it's not that big of a deal. So it was expected to go to Georgetown. Um, Like I said, from Baltimore, going to have the ball in his hands, going to have a chance to make an immediate impact. Um, Patrick Ewing is, is desperate to get anyone in there um, because his job is is 
he's on the hot seat. He might be on the hottest seat in all of college basketball. Um, uh, so yeah, it, it does make sense. Brandon Murray is, was my number one target on the list. I thought he would have been perfect pair him with either Epps or Clark at the point guard or, or give Murray the point guard spot. And along with Melendez Hawkins and hopefully Kofi, that is a top 15 starting lineup in the country. Um, I loved his game. He, he's not, he wasn't a great offensive threat, but he was a true two-way player, a big body, 6'5", 210, 215, a, a big guard, which I think is what Illinois needs to move to and get away from Trent Frazier. No offense to Trent. Trent was great for five years, but he's six foot 170. Alfonso Plummer is 6'2", like whatever he was. He was built a little bit, but Illinois needs big guards and long wing players. And length. Murray was fitted, fitted that mold. I know a lot of people wanted Terrence Shannon. He's number one on their list, but I thought Brandon Murray was the perfect fit for Illinois. So this one hurts a little bit, but it's not unexpected. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Um, if he's going to Georgetown expecting to win, he's probably crazy. Uh, but if he's going there because he wants to have the ball in his hands and he wants to uh, help further his career, Um, and as I've said about the Brad Underwood, Kansas state thing, I'll never fault somebody for going home. Um, so that's, that's my stance on it. Would love to have had it. I agree with you 100%. I, he was the one that I wanted the most, uh, out of all these targets. I think he made the most sense. Um, he didn't answer, he didn't fill every hole, um, that this roster is going to have. Um, but I think he would have filled a big one. Um, but either way that is not happening. Brandon Murray goes to Georgetown. So that still leaves a hole somewhere on this team. Um, I think, as I said, if, if Kofi comes back, I think you're looking at a lineup of Sky Clark or maybe Jaden Nips. Probably not both, one or the other. Yeah. Um, RJ Melendez, Coleman Hawkins, Kofi Coburn. There's still a fifth spot there. You need that to be a, a Brandon Murray-esque player, a somebody, that's, somebody that can have the ball in their hands that's going to get you points, somebody has length, somebody that can shoot. Um, ideally, somebody that can also handle the ball. Um, again, was, uh, did Brandon Murray hit every check, every box? No, probably not. But I think he would have hit a lot of them. So there's still, there's still that hole. Um, what about another guy coming off an ACL tear? Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) yeah, well, that's not happening. (laughs) Well, we can mention, we can mention that. Um, there's still, I mean, there's still names. Terrence Shannon is a name. Um, Chicago native, uh, went to Texas tech. Uh, he is in the portal. Also, Um, committed to Tim Anderson and DePaul previously. Yep. Another one of those stories. Um, so he, his name is certainly out there. He's more of a, a slashing shooting six, long, six wing six, six high flyer type of player. Something that Illinois hasn't really had ever. Um, I would be fine with having him too. Uh, I don't know if that's happening. Yeah. Brian Randall. Um, probably a little more. Yeah. I can see that. Um, Lefty too. So that's that's a name that's still out there. Don't know if we're gonna it's gonna happen or not, but it's a name to to keep an eye out on. Uh, Courtney Ramey is a name, uh, the Tennessee transfer yep. um, from St. Louis. Six three size, more of a point guard, but I'm not sure he's really a point guard. Um, I, I know there are some people that he's their number one, um, which makes some sense. But for the length thing that we've just talked about, he doesn't really fit that mold either. Um, he, he's certainly a name to keep an eye on the, 
the, the ACL injury person that you just mentioned, um, the Adam Miller of it all. Um, I don't think that's happening, no. but I, I certainly wouldn't rule it out the further we get into this thing. Um, although I know he wants to be a point guard. Um, I don't know. Don't see it happening, but it's, it's certainly still something to consider because there's still a spot to fill her here on this roster. So, uh, and then there's, there's still Jacob Grandison. Jacob Grandison could still come back. If Jake Grandison comes back, he will fill that fifth spot. Um, is that the best lineup you can throw out there? I don't know. Um, but it, you can't, he doesn't come back and not, and not get that spot. So yeah. um, either way, there's still options out there to fill that spot. Uh, don't know who it's going to be. Um, and we still have the whole Kofi Coburn uh, decision too. So it's not like everything is all rainbows and butterflies yet anyway. Um, but just big picture where we're at right now, outlook wise, what are you thinking about this team, this roster? Do you like where they're at? Obviously the Sky Clark thing helps tremendously. Yeah. But what, what do you want to see? What do you need to see before you're ready to commit to a top 15 team? Uh, top 15 team. Um, besides Kofi coming back with, if Kofi doesn't come back, I, yeah, they yeah, could be yeah, yeah. good, but they they need him in order to be an, an actual contender for much of anything. Yeah, like you said, that that guard spot they need a they need a guard that can come in immediately and play. Um, because I don't think you can throw an Epps and Clark starting lineup out there and expect to to be great because they are true freshmen. Now we're forgetting about Brandon Pajimski, who right. It has a year of college basketball experience under his yep. belt. Um, you could theoretically throw him in the two. He's more of a two guard than Melendez or Goody. I guess Goody could be a two. Goody could. But um, I don't think he's ready for a starting five role. Um, yeah, there's still probably one big hole with two smaller holes, I think. Um, I don't think Terrence Shannon fits this roster. I know people are are wanting him, but you got Coleman Hawkins, you got RJ Melendez, you got Luke Goody, potentially Jacob Grandison, um, and you've got Ty Rogers. They're all kind of the same there. Six, six, yeah. six, seven. That's true. Wings. I don't think Terrence Shannon fits. If he commits to Illinois and wants to come to Illinois, one of them's leaving, and it's probably Melendez if we're being completely honest. So I don't want Terrence Shannon to commit to Illinois unless everyone buys into it. And I I just don't think it fits. Um, I think the hole is guard, like you said, someone that can come in and handle a lot of the ball handling duties. And I think they're going to need a big. You got to replace Omar Payne. Um, You have to replace Omar Payne and – I lean Kofi going pro. So if you're okay yeah. with Dane Danger starting at the five, okay, go get a backup. But if you don't think Danger's ready, there's a couple bigs out there that are available to come in right away. Uh, Manny Gates, I think is his name, from um, NC State, who sat out most of this year with injury. Imagine that, Illinois going after someone with injury history. Um, he, he's available. I think someone just put that he, Illinois has been in contact with him. And then uh, a guy from Utah Valley, Fardaw's AMAC, averaged like 15 rebounds a game last year. He averaged like 12 points and 15 rebounds, just a machine. Um, now, of course, he's playing in the WAC conference, but he's like 6'11 and, and a big guy. 
Um, and I think, and he's been in the, in the portal for a long time. And I think Illinois was in contact a long time ago, but um, if you're looking for a starter, he could come in and play, play a lot of minutes. Now I think he's one that also put his name in the draft. So he's going through that first. So you might have to wait on him, but like you said, the good thing is we'll know about Kofi in less than 13 days. Yeah. The Kofi thing is its own thing. Um, that's, that's a whole nother conversation in itself. As you just, you, you just talked about it. I mean, if he leaves, then yes, you have an even bigger hole to fill and you're not going to fill it with a Kofi esque player. You're going <laughs> to good luck. Um, but yeah, the guard thing is, is still, is still something to, to be concerned about. Um, there are internal options. Yes. Um, I mean, if, if it ends up being Goody or Epps or Pajimski or even Sincere Harris, some sort of combination of those, and Kofi comes back, I think you can get away with it. Um, but I would still like to see them go after somebody, uh, whether that's Courtney Ramey, even Terrence Shannon, although I agree with you. I, I don't know if that makes the most sense. Um, or even a return of you-know-who. Um whatever i think they still need to to fill that spot somehow don't get me wrong um, i would love adam miller to come back yeah. to illinois i i hated that he left but a certain thing needs to change or certain yeah. things need to change and a certain someone needs to realize that it's not their job to do what they want if adam miller wants to come back to <laughs> illinois if you don't know what craig's talking about uh just find a message board somewhere you'll figure <laughs> it out uh you know who could fill a spot kendall moore no. Uh, Kendall Moore, though, uh, Danville native, uh, went to Colorado State, had a fairly successful four years at Colorado State. He did enter his name into the transfer portal. Would be a ball handling guard. Uh, would would check a box. Uh, don't know that uh, that's that's the sign. That's the transfer you want to go after. Uh, but he did announce he's going to transfer somewhere. I have no idea where. Um, good luck to him. Um, Colorado State had a pretty good team this year. Um, and, uh, now he's going to go somewhere else. So yeah, Kendall's um, the best man. I don't know if you've met him. I have not met him, but I've heard, I've heard that he's a really cool guy. Yeah. Him and his family were all, are all great people. So I wish nothing but success for that kid. And I was so happy that he made the tournament this year. I know they got bounced, but I was so glad that he had success there and they made the tournament. If, if Illinois filled their needed two spot and they still had an opening and they needed a ball handler. I would be happy to bring Kendall Moore in, but yeah. that's not happening. Bring him um, and Anaya, bring all the Danville, him and Anaya yeah, peoples. Just bring them absolutely. all back to why not? I don't know why not. They shouldn't have left in the first place. Uh, all right, let's move on from basketball. Unless anything else basketball related we need to talk about. Um, I mean, there's a ton going on, but College I don't think basketball. anything. I don't think anything. Louisville hired Nolan Smith as an assistant. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, which I think is a great hire. I really think Louisville's going to turn it around quick, um, depending on the – I mean, the sanctions will go away eventually. And after the sanctions, I, I think they'll be back to top 25. Um, Do you want to talk about the Juwan Howard to the Lakers rumor? There is a Juwan Howard to the Lakers rumor. Good call. Um, the Lakers fired Frank Vogel today. And the two names that um, have already popped up are Juwan Howard and Nick Nurse. So there's that. If you're a head coach, would you want that job? I do. I would never want to coach LeBron James. I would never want to coach in the NBA. If I'm being honest, I would never want to coach in the NBA. I think Dan Patrick show put out a poll this morning 
who's more to blame for losing in the NBA? Injuries, front office, coach, players. Who's more to blame? Injuries. You think injuries are the biggest part why teams lose? Yeah. Okay. I said players. Players are Well, the injuries would be to the players. Yeah, but you can't control injuries. Hmm. But who takes the the most blame for losing? The answer is not coaches for the most part for me. It's not coaches. Sometimes. Sometimes. Coaches take the most blame. Not when you have LeBron James. Coaching in the NBA is like refereeing high school. It's a thankless job. I don't know. I wouldn't want that job uh, if no. I was an NBA coach. Um, let, let Juwan Howard have it, though. Get him out of yeah. Michigan. Good but then him. maybe John Beeline comes back. So, no, keep Juwan Howard at Michigan. Yeah. Uh, one other thing. I literally just read this. Um, Rob Judson, former Illinois assistant coach, is going to go to Illinois State to oh. join. Wasn't he at Illinois State at one point? Maybe at one point. He's most recently been at DePaul as a special assistant, according to Jeff Goodman. But uh, he's going to join the new staff at Illinois State um, there. So yeah, right. he was he was in the wait, Rob Judson. Yeah. Yeah. He was he left Illinois to be a head coach in 2001 at Northern Illinois. Then after he was fired there, he became an assistant at Illinois State in 07. Where'd you say That's he was at? DePaul. DePaul. He was a special assistant to the head coach at DePaul. His Wikipedia says he was still assistant at Marquette. He joined the staff at DePaul in September of 2021, hmm. according to DePaul's website. Anyway, okay. Rob Judson good. to Illinois State. Good, good for him. Uh, moving on from basketball to football. Whitney Merciless, uh, former Illini great, 10-year career in the NFL uh, with the Texans. Was he only with the Texans? Did he ever play for anybody else? He spent the last half of this year with the Packers. Oh, that's right. Uh, he announced his retirement. Um, so happy for him. Had a, had a, had a good 10 year career, uh, yep. was never a pro bowler, uh, was never an all pro, uh, um, second team, all pro second team, all pro, um, just, just a solid career, solid career on a good defensive team. So, I mean, yeah. they had, that was the offense wasn't always there in, in, in Houston, but that defense uh, they were they were legit. I mean, he played alongside JJ Watt and um, the others there. Like that was that's a good team, and uh, he was he was a big part of that. Uh, as I said, former Illini um, played for when was he at Illinois? Ten years ago, I guess. So 2011 was his junior sure. season. Um, good career for the Illini. Moved on, um, and then as I said, played most of his career down there in Houston on a really good defensive team. So he's moving on in whatever else that means for his, his life, his career. Good for him. Uh, heck of a player, heck of a foot player at Illinois. Uh, good player in the NFL. Sometimes it's just nice to go out when you want to go out and uh, not let anybody force you to do it. Yeah. He, he won the Ted Hendricks award in 2011 and the bill Willis award. Trophy, Bill Willis trophy. Ted Hendricks is best defensive end. Bill Willis is best defensive lineman. He won both of those. He was a unanimous All-American in 2011. First team All-Big Ten. Um, I think he was the last first team All-Big Ten Illinois had 
until Kirby Joseph got it this year. I think I could be wrong, but I think he might be the most recent. How often um, are you wrong? Quite a bit. Mm. Quite a bit. Okay. Um, I, I hate to say it, but yes, quite a bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Illini, great. He was one of the very few former Illini football players that had had a successful NFL career. It seemed like there for a while, which it was the Ron Zook recruiting uh, talent, this why this is why this happened there for a while illinois just produced first round nfl guys for like four or five years they were never the illinois was never good they made like three bowls in this time but they always like aj jenkins first round like they always had the random first round picks and everyone they would people would the nfl teams would draft them and they'd be like why are you drafting an illinois guy oh Whitney Merciless worked. <laughs> He's one of the few. AJ yeah. Jenkins did not work. Whitney Merciless worked out. Corey Legit. He had, he's had a long, decent career, but not Whitney Merciless career. So, um, yeah, good for him. Good for him. Um, love former Alina having professional success, and he got it. I don't know that he might have had another year or two left, but it probably would have been below average. So go out while you can. Go out while you're still feeling good and have a future ahead of you and not don't have concussions and all that stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, congrats to him. Good luck on whatever else, wherever else life takes him. Yeah. Um, NBA playoffs. I kind of hinted at this earlier Start tomorrow. Uh, during our question of the week. Uh, the playoffs are starting question though. Oh, is the play in tournament considered playoffs? I looked this up yesterday and I couldn't Playoff. get an answer. Is the play-in tournament? I believe it's just a playoff the, appearance. I don't think so. So, like, I think it if, is a, if the Hornets lose this play-in game, they do not get counted as making the playoffs in 2022. I don't think so. Okay. Which I think is how the NCAA tournament should do it too. If you don't win the first four game, you don't get a correct. I just think it's weird that 16 seeds have these wins. That's their... something you um. You asked me last week, I think, what I would change change. about college basketball. I think you probably know where I'm going. I think the play-in games should be all the 12 seeds. I don't – I mean, okay, I get it. I'm with you. Because the 16 seeds that that play, they get a tournament win. They get – I think they get, like, extra money. Their their conference gets extra money. Yes. But I don't think they should be punished by having to play another game after they won their conference yes. tournament to earn it their It should bid. be the last eight teams in. Yes, in the, the field. Play-ins. Yes, I agree with that. And if that's the case, then yes, you can count it as a tournament game. Yes. Um, I just don't like the 16s that counting it. Like, it's nothing against the 16s. I just don't think that's a fair thing to tell. say that's a tournament win. Like, Texas under- Southern has more NCAA tournament wins the last 25 years than Nebraska. Than or like- Illinois. Then no. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm with you. I agree. I think it should be the last eight teams in um, yeah. should be the NCAA tournament. But either way, we're not talking about that. NBA yeah. playoffs. Uh, the play-in tournament gets underway. Is that today? Is that tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Two tomorrow um, night. Two Wednesday night. Yeah. So the the seven and eight on the in the West, uh, the Timberwolves and the Clippers. The nine and ten are the Pelicans and the Spurs. And then the East, the eight, the seven and eight is the Nets and the Nets and Cavs, and then 9-10 is the Hawks, 
Hornets. Um, it's so funny that the Nets are in the play-in. The Nets are in the play-in and the Lakers the, aren't in. The Celtics got screwed. <laughs> the world we live in. Um, yeah, so just real quick, I'll run through the whole thing. Um, in the West, the Suns are the one. Uh, they'll get the the eight seed, whoever that's going to be. Craig Suns. Yes, Craig <laughs> Suns. I'm surprised you're not wearing a Suns shirt, although you are had, wearing your Tiger shirt. Had so her up Tiger today. So the Suns are the one seed. They'll get the eight seed, whoever that ends up being. Uh, the Mavericks are the four. They'll get the Jazz. Warriors are the three. They get the six-seeded Nuggets. And then the Memphis Grizzlies are the surprise of the NBA. They're the two seed and we'll get whoever wins the seventh seed. And then in the East, uh, the Heat are the one. They'll get the eight. Uh, the four and five is the 76ers and the Raptors. The Bulls and Bucks uh, will match up in the three-six series. The Bulls being the sixth seed. And then the Celtics are the two, uh, getting the winner of that Nets-Cavs game, as Chris, or Craig, what's your name? Craig alluded to. Um, Why does everyone, I, Chris is a common miss. I get called Chris all the time. I, I clearly know that's not your name, uh, but I might start calling you that. Chris Hagstrom gets Craig a lot. I will. That's really? I'm pretty sure that's in his Twitter bio. At least it was for a long time. Some, I don't know something about it. He, he always used to be weird. Craig. Anyway, Chris uh, Coyote, Chris Coyote. <laughs> so that's, that is the NBA playoffs uh, that the play in tournament gets underway tomorrow. Uh, and then the rest of it will get started later in the week uh give me your thoughts let's talk about that bulls buck series first from a local Ooh. perspective um the bulls have had a, a had a good start to their season yeah uh, the last last several weeks have not been pretty for the bulls um they battled through a lot of the injury stuff early um they have an mvp candidate he's not gonna win he's probably a probably a second team all mvp player now in demar Derozan. yeah um, but the bulls have had a good season all things considered uh, but they're going to get a tough first round with the Bucks. Thoughts? You see the Bulls escape in that first round? No, I don't. It's yeah, a it's I mean, a tough it's a tough matchup. I think I saw one of the Bulls beat or maybe a national beat say that the Bucks have won sixteen of the last seventeen against Chicago. That again could be off, could be could be wrong, but I just know that they've struggled against Milwaukee the last couple of years, like bad. Um, yeah. And like, like you said, the bulls were at one point, they had the one seed, they were 26 and 10. Um, so they were 26 and 10 and they ended 46 and 36. So they went 20 and 26 over the last 46 games, something like that. No. Yeah. 26 and 10 would be 20 and 26. The last 46 games, not great. Um, I'll, couple losing long losing streaks in there and i think it really kind of all turned when lonzo went down is that right it seems right um lonzo went down um the last game that he led any of their stats was january 12th which they would have been 27 and 12 after a blowout loss yeah that's when it was I remember this because I was complaining that I wasn't getting to watch the Bulls down here, and they had back-to-back games on ESPN. They played the they played January twelfth versus the Nets and January fourteenth versus the Warriors. They lost to the Nets one thirty-eight to one twelve, and then they lost to the Warriors one thirty-eight to ninety-six. 
And I was like, okay, this team is not great. Um, there needs to be improvement. And Lonzo left that next Nets game, I think, with the injury. Um, and that's when it all all went downhill. So um, yeah, not not a great draw. Not a great draw for the Bulls. Um, they do have Patrick Williams back, who scored a career high 35 just last night in the season finale. Io also scored a career high last night, 26 in the season finale, because they rested a bunch of guys um, to get prepared for the playoffs. But um, an improvement for the Bulls as a franchise. Um, they have a direction now. They have some success to build off of. Um, but I don't see them going far in the playoffs. It could be like a five or a six game series against the Bucks here. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they'll struggle. Um, that Bucks team is just pretty darn good. Uh, I, w- right. I wouldn't mind seeing Grayson Allen taking a couple cheap shots, though. <laughs> I'm not sure anybody would. Because uh, be he is the one who knocked Alex Caruso out. The Caruso and Ball injuries are what really took the Bulls out of their rhythm. And it was Grayson Allen's fault. So, yeah. Yeah. You're right. All right, make your picks. Who's coming out of the East? Uh, what? Who makes it to the Eastern Conference Finals? I will go, man, that Nets Bucks second round. Whew. Um, I think the 76ers come out of the top half of the East. Can I preface this by telling you that I've watched probably less than 10 NBA games this season? So I don't really know. I follow, like I see what's going on. I know what's happening, but I don't watch the games very often. Um, I'm going to go 76ers. And Bucks in the final Eastern Conference final. All right. In the West, uh, Chalk, Suns, and Grizzlies. Okay. All right. Do we know how healthy are the Warriors right now? I have no idea. I know Clay's playing. I don't know how healthy they are as a team, though. That's fair. Uh, I will take the. Um, I can probably tell you real quick. I'm also going Bucks, and I'm gonna go. I'll go Heat. I'll go. I'll go Heat in the East. Uh, in the West, I'm gonna go with the Suns. And I don't know. I think we could take the Warriors. Not that I don't trust the Grizzlies. I don't know really where the Warriors are in terms of their health. Steph um, has been out for a while. Yeah. And I'm don't know when he's coming back. I don't know. I'm still going to take the Warriors. Okay. Um, Who'd you take on the top? Suns? Suns. Yeah. So Suns to the finals? Yes. Suns, Bucks. I'm going Sixers. That's the same as last year. (laughs) I'm going Sixers and Suns. My heart says Grizzlies, but I think the Sixers are too good. Coming from the Suns fan, your heart still says Grizzlies. It does. I I love, I actually like the Grizzlies team a lot. I like uh, John Morant is crazy fun. They're the darlings of the NBA. They are the darlings of the NBA, but I I have the Suns beating the Sixers. Okay. I'll take Suns over Bucks. Revenge tour. Yeah, whatever. 
Uh, Major League Baseball got underway this week. We talked a little bit about it at the top of the show. Uh, Craig, how'd your Cardinals do this week? You didn't give the results of last week's uh, question of the week. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk about <laughs> last year's question of the week. That's a good point. Last, last week's question that. of the week, not last uh, year. Last <laughs> week's, last months, last days. Uh, last week's question of the week. Yes, Craig, you corrected me. Um, thank you for that. Uh, we did not talk about that. Last week's question of the week, who wins the NL Central? Uh, 55% of the voters said the St. Louis Cardinals. <sighs> <laughs> You can tell who our fan base is, who our listeners are. Uh, not that I want either of these teams to win, but I think that's just wrong. Uh, 55% said the Cardinals, 22% said the Brewers, 18% said the Cubs, and 3% said the Reds or Pirates, which is just as- absolute blasphemy. That had to be my father. I was going to say, that's probably uh, your dad. <laughs> the only person. Um, so, yeah, that was last week's question of the week. Um the Cardinals really 55% of you really think the Cardinals are going to listen. I'm not here to say that the Brewers are going to be uh, banging down the door for any world series appearances, but really 55% shock me too. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm just as surprised as you. We've been taken over by bots. That's what's happening. All right. Moving on. How did your national league champion to be Cardinals do this? Week? <laughs> Um, so they had a, a weird four game series with the pirates to start the year. They played on opening day Thursday. And I hate when this happens. They had the second day of the season off. Like, what's the point? They're not tired. They don't need a day off. They were off Friday, played Saturday, Sunday. And then the fourth game of their series was Monday. So it was a rare Thursday through Monday. Do you know why they do that? Probably TV or something. It's so that they can reschedule opening day if they need to. That makes sense. But not everyone does that because there were games Friday. Most teams, not everybody played Thursday. Not, not, yeah, you're right. Not every team does it. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I guess teams teams with games in domes don't have to be rescheduled. I I don't don't know. And I, that does make sense. I'm pretty sure that's, there's some, I think that, that I think that happened just a couple of years ago to St. Louis, actually. So that does make sense. Um, but it was weird, not only because of that, but because it was a four game series that went into Monday. Normally the series will end on Sunday, you know. So anyways, but the game today was rained out. So um, that one is postponed, but they are two and one. They won the first two and then lost uh, Sunday. Uh, Steven Matz gave up like six runs in his debut. And then today the manager said that he was dealing with a blister that no one knew about. And also the um, Marmol was sick for Saturday and Sunday's game. He had the flu. So yeah, overall um, I saw a lot of things that I liked on Sunday or um, on Thursday and Saturday. Uh, Nolan Arenado was named NL player of the week. He's hitting 500 with two home runs. (laughs) Excuse me. And um Quite a few RBIs, four RBIs, maybe five RBIs. Um, so good start for him. Dylan Carlson's in the leadoff spot playing really well. Paul Goldschmidt went, I think it was Thursday. Is it either Thursday or Saturday? He did not get an official at bat because he walked four times. Which 
I don't know if I've ever seen that. It's been a while since I've seen that at least. Um, so yeah, the top half of the lineup looks really good, but the second, the bottom half just, I don't know. I, it's still concerning, still a little concerning the bottom half, but overall I'll take it. Well, apparently they're going to win the division, so you'll be fine. Paul Goldsmith went one, for, went one for one with four walks and two runs scored. Pretty good day at the office. <laughs> um, that's great. Uh, the Cubs went two and one on the weekend against the Brewers. Good weekend for the Cubbies. They were scheduled to play Thursday and Friday both, but they got rained out on Friday. On Friday. Um, Had a so, buddy that was supposed to go to that game. Yeah, so – Two and one. Uh, they started the year two and zero. Oh. They had a good start to Sunday's game. Marcus Stroman's debut. Um, he threw five great innings, and then the bullpen blew that one. Um, so uh, yeah, two and one for the Cubs. Say a Suzuki homered on Sunday. I did not watch on Sunday. I've had a me and Marquis are going to go at it all year long. I can tell already. So I just gave up trying to watch. Um, I didn't even bother on Sunday. Are you in? marquee network or are you in chicago's net or so, um well okay what's the, what's the word market are you in the market. chicago market yes but that's not my issue no i know i know but yes. like you couldn't so you couldn't get mlb tv because they would be, be blacked out correct yeah yes okay my issue is that um the app sucks the app sucks i i don't marquee is on comcast it's on direct tv Um, It's on a few providers. It is not on YouTube TV, which is the TV service that I subscribe to. Um, So I don't, I can't watch it on there. Um, I am able to use my family's direct TV account to log in to watch it on the app, but the app is awful. The app is terrible. It has been since they launched it Um, and they've done nothing to change it. How so? What, what is the issue? Can you not play the the game? the issues I've been having this weekend, it happened on Friday or Thursday on my phone when I was trying to watch it and Saturday on the Roku app when I was trying to watch it and both games, the game would be running. Well, first off, anytime you start the stream, you have to watch a 30 second commercial, which would be fine if the stream works consistently. Um, The second issue is that I have to like reauthorize it super often like no other app do i have to re-authenticate my my service every like two weeks that i'm trying to log into this thing no other app makes me do that third with the issue that i was having this week is that it would i would load up the game it would be working fine they would go to a commercial and then it would never come back it would just be on the we'll be right back screen and the game just never returns. So then I have to get back out of it, watch another 30 second commercial. And then it's some, then I was getting error messages telling me some sort of error. I, I just gave up. I, I tweeted at them. They DM me. We had a conversation back and forth. They said they're going to pass it along. It'll never get fixed because they're being really cheap. Um, Imagine that something the Cubs own being so, cheap. Yeah. I didn't even watch on Sunday. All the while, know. Tom Ricketts wants to spend two point five uh, billion to buy Chelsea. Not even gonna text, go there. Speaking not of, even gonna go there. I texted. I texted Andy Olson, who I kind of credit him with getting me into the Premier League, because um, he would. He was always talking about. We shared a debt, like we were desk neighbors at WCIA before I left, and he was always talking Aston Villa, and I was thinking about 
jumping on the Chelsea train. So he's who I talk soccer with. I told him if Tom Ricketts or the Ricketts family buys Chelsea, I'm done. I'm, I am not a Chelsea supporter anymore. If that happens. So, so I'll annoying. say, I'll say that. Go so ahead. Annoying. But yeah, they're being cheap on their app too, which just, it's just stupid. Um, so yeah, I didn't even watch on Sunday. I didn't even bother to watch on Sunday. I went to a Is that when Suzuki hit his home run? Yes. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Marquee, your services, your your TV, the TV presentation, what you're giving off is great. Um, it just needs to be on more um, cable providers and your app is awesome. It's crazy to me that they haven't come to an agreement with YouTube TV. It's on a, and I think they or anywhere on Hulu, else. but apparently they're not on Hulu Live now either. So somebody else was saying so that's crazy it's all ridiculous i hate it so much um did you happen to watch any of the gimmicky um uh broadcasts this week we're, i did not we're now in the world of the the k rod cast the michael k alex rodriguez sunday night baseball we the only have... reason i put this the only reason i put that on the rundown is because i saw the tmz article where michael T- k took a shot at a rod for j-lo's engagement i didn't see that that was something i should have watched for. <laughs> uh but that was that's the new thing uh apple tv i did want to talk about the apple tv thing yeah. um apple tv launched their new friday night baseball package um this past weekend um very strange Huh? With your favorite. Yes. With very strange broadcasting teams. Uh, amongst the people in the booth are Katie Nolan, uh, a favorite of, of Craig and mine. Um, love Katie. Have no idea why she's in a broadcast booth for baseball. <laughs> no clue. Um, I caught a little bit of the first game. There was a doubleheader on Friday night. Yeah. I watched. I wasn't listening to anything in the first game. We were, I think we were watching a movie or something. I just kind of turned it on just because I wanted to see what it was like. And then I did watch with the sound a little bit of the second game. Um, Alex Wilson, friend of the pod, did text me and wanted to make sure that we talked about this because he said he said Twitter and Reddit are having a field day with this thing. Um, he just so, sa- He just seems like a Reddit guy. He is. He's a very Reddit guy. Shout out to you, Wilson. <laughs> um, so here's my thing. I I get that they're trying to be fun with the broadcasters. They're trying to go a different direction. Uh, yeah. I just read an article right before we started that apparently they reached out to both Mina Kimes and Bill Simmons yeah. to do color or to be in the booth for these games. They're trying something different, and I credit them for that. The broadcast, the visual, the graphic package, the clearness of the game, all that was great on Apple TV+. Plus. Like, all that was – I love the graphics package. It's very Apple-esque, minimalist. That's, I was going to say, I saw, like, I saw it screen just grabs, feels and it like, like something you watch on Apple. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. They tried this whole probability of getting on base thing. I don't know that yeah. that needed to be there. Uh, I they just need to just stick to baseball. Like we don't need to be cute with this. I love Katie Nolan. She has no business being in a broadcast booth for a baseball game. She just does it. Like who was the play by play? Some young guy that I've never even heard of. Um, Hunter Pence was the other uh, yeah, color guy in that booth. Yeah. Um, Heidi Watney was the Heidi Watney from MLB the Show. Um, was the I, on I knew on field. I knew that name, and it's funny because she was wearing the big Apple, whatever they call the, the their big oh, headphones, their AirPod, like, um, whatever. The, yeah, headphones. the big ones. Yeah, like like these, but 
I just thought that was funny that she was wearing that on the field. Um, I didn't watch it for very long. I just kind of wanted to see like how this was going to go. Either way, my opinion, they need to just stick to baseball. Try stop trying to be cute with it. Like it, this whole thing with networks and streaming services, I think it's getting out of hand personally, but I can't that that's neither here nor there. That ship has sailed. So um, stick to baseball. That is my uh, that is my advice to everybody that's trying to get cute with their broadcast. Um, Peacock also in the baseball game now. Peacock is also going to be in the baseball game now. Yes. Just about every streaming service will have some sort of, we talked about this recently because I did bring it up about the whole HBO max thing that they are now because they have Turner. Um, they might be getting into the NBA game at some point too, but Netflix doesn't have any live sports. Uh, Disney plus doesn't have any live sports, but they are going to be getting dancing with the stars. So that will be live TV that is going to Disney Plus. So it may not be long until sports follows. So it's all going to streaming services. I feel sorry, feel bad for everybody that lives out in the middle of nowhere, like my parents uh, that won't be able to watch any of this stuff. Uh, All right. Let's, oh, yes. How long until you get MLB the show? I mean, until I've been playing last year's version right now. And I, 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 I just don't, I don't want to do it. I'm not going to spend, I'm not going to spend 60 bucks on a game that doesn't fix any of the things that I'm mad about. Like every screenshot you've sent me is just another reason as that's to that, why. That's what I was going to do. I was going to go back. Game. Okay. Here's my question for you. And I don't know if you notice this or not. And I don't know what it is. I call it like the 77 overall thing. It's an issue. You do, you do, you do franchise mode, right? It's all you I go do, like. Yeah several seasons in i think the farthest i've got is probably and i don't play game i rarely play the games i sim right. like right. everything how um, far in do you usually go i normally i'll get like four or five seasons okay rarely do i go more than five there have been a couple where i sim like 10 out but that's it the problem with that game the biggest problem, in my opinion, with franchise mode, yes, the trade logic is is a mess, but that's not even my biggest issue. My biggest issue is that you get about four years in and 80% of the MLB players are like a 77 overall. It's like the, the progression, like everybody just improves. Nobody gets worse. Like if you get like four seasons in, if you go to your starting pitching, you're going to have like 10 pitchers that are at least like a 77 and you can't do anything with them. Like a 77 in year one, if you're starting a team, if you're like doing the A's, like I've been doing recently, a 77 is like your number two starter. And then by your fourth season, you're going to have 12 starters that are 77s. And you can't go, you can't do anything with them. You can't trade them because every single rotation, every single pitching staff every single roster already has like 10 other 77s on the roster you can't do anything with them so like the way that the players progress like it's just it's just frustrating it just annoys me and i don't want to spend 60 dollars on a game that's not fixed like so like if you tell me that it's fixed i'll probably spend the money on it but yeah. everything that you've sent me and that i've seen has not shown me that anything that i find frustrating about franchise mode has been fixed so I don't have that dilemma because I have Xbox Game Pass and it's free on Xbox Game Pass. So I didn't pay for it. So I'm basically have the same game just with updated jerseys and the guard, the Cleveland Guardians now and all that. Um, 
I don't have to an go, Xbox. So to go have- along with that, I've noticed that you, you touched, you said players don't progress because you could have who's a young stud right now, freaking Bobby Witt. You could have Bobby Witt this year, who's I think like a 70, about 75, 77. You could sim 10 years in and he's probably not even reached 90. Right. You know? That's another like, issue too. They, they don't have like the pro- the top prospects don't progress into the superstars that they normally Correct. do in real life. Correct. But yeah, the trade logic has not been fixed. The first thing I normally do with um, I always start with the Cardinals and I always offload a bunch of the old guys or the guys that I don't want. So I just put in Paul DeYoung, Corey Dickerson and TJ McFarlane and just had the, the computer uh, suggest trades for me. And that trade would have gotten me t- Tim Anderson straight up. The young Dickerson and Farland, McFarland, Tim Anderson. And then um, I did one with the Royals. I really like the Royals, young core. So I did one with the Royals to try. I just offered up Zach Greinke, who is an 87 overall. He's 38 years old. And I sent Logan four screenshots that I got for Zach Greinke. The Red Sox offered me Alex Verdugo and Rafael Devers, who Devers is one of the top five third basemen in baseball. The Brewers offered me their two closers, Josh Hader and Devin Williams. The Mariners offered me two of the best prospects in baseball, Logan Gilbert and Jared Kelenic. And the Tigers offered me two uh, two more prospects, Casey Mize and Spencer Torkelson for Zach Grinke. Not doing it. Not doing it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just not. I don't have Xbox Game Pass. Uh, I'm not spending the $60 to buy a game that doesn't fix the things that are wrong with it. So, yeah. That's and leading up, they said that they had fixed all of this. They Remember? Shit. Yeah. They they do minor tweaks. They don't care about franchise. Dang it, they Logan, make their we, money on. They we make their money go through on a Diamond Dynasty. Cussing. No, they make. <laughs> yeah, they make all their money on Diamond Dynasty. They do not care about franchise mode. So annoying. And so until you tell me that things are actually fixed, I will not be buying that game. Craig, talk about the Masters. Did you watch? Did you watch the Masters, Greg? Popping my Tiger Woods shirt. Um, I told you, I bought this like a year and a half ago. Remember? I bought this shirt like a year and a half ago. Was that? And I, did you buy that like, like the week? I'm not wearing this until. You bought that like the week after you bought the IO jersey, right? Uh, yeah. Which that order has been canceled. <laughs> um, I've given up on that. Um, but yes, I've had this Tiger Woods shirt. It's just a red shirt with his uh, TW logo big in the middle of it i've had this forever um i was waiting for him ideally to win a tournament but this was about as good as it was gonna get um tiger i think surprised most of the golf world and played in the masters this week um i was not expecting it i i think any smart person would have said that he wasn't going to play um but like monday or tuesday of last week he was flying into Augusta, playing a practice round. Um, he played 18 holes and then his with his son, and then his son wanted to play the par three course. So they played – he said it multiple times this week. They played 27 holes early last week. Wanted to see how his body would respond. And he was fine enough to play. So he teed it up and had um, – I think this – I already forgot his uh, round breakdown, but – um, he made the cut. Uh, I don't, 
I don't know that anyone expected him to do that. He um, let alone play, but to make the cut. Yeah. He was one under for the, for the first round. So um, yeah. Cause Friday was the, the nasty day, but to shoot a 71 on your first round um, after a severe car accident, which almost cost him his right leg. Um, just an incredible, incredible story. Um, I was so excited to see him play and I'm, I'm glad we got that. I, I don't think he's going to be a regular. I think he is now a, I'm going to show up for the big tournaments and that's about it. So I think we'll probably see him four times a year. Um, the four majors, if he gets healthy enough, maybe for the players, maybe, maybe for a run at the FedEx championship at the end of the season, but um, I, I don't think it happens. I think we see him four times a year from here until maybe until he retires or until he's healthy enough to compete in like the champions league. I don't know. I, I don't think he's going to play in more than 10 tournaments a year um, ever again, but it was fun to watch um, the tournament as a whole. And I might get dragged for this um, because it is the masters because there are constantly scenes and there, there were moments there were, a ton of moments. Um, I was kind of bored with the tournament this year. Um, I, I think it's Thursday. I was giddy. I was so excited. I watched every second of coverage Thursday. And then Friday just ruined it for me. And it's because of the weather. The weather, it was like 25 mile an hour winds and it was cold. And just the scores on Thursday or Friday were terrible. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 scores under par on Friday compared to eighteen on Thursday. So it just it just didn't doesn't do it for me. So Friday somewhat ruined it. Tiger fell out of contention. And Scotty Scheffler kind of ran away with it. It was never – I don't know that he was ever in jeopardy of losing that tournament after Friday because he went out and shot a 67 when everyone else was shooting over par. He shot a 67 along with uh, Justin Thomas to take control, um, take a – three shot lead something like that four shots into the weekend and it was it was just over from there um so yeah overall tournament was kind of lackluster for me um but there are going to be moments tiger uh of course coming back um and then i don't know how much you saw but yesterday the final round rory mcelroy and colin morikawa hold out from the same bunker within two minutes of each other which that was crazy. Um, and I, again, I repeat pretty much everything I tweet on this show, but I tweeted golf celebrations after big shots like that are the most awkward moments in sports because they don't know what to do. Like you remember when tiger chipped in from the Hill and it it stayed on the cup and then finally rolled in his, him and his caddy celebration with the awkward high five where they miss. And then like the awkward hug, it was the same way with Rory yesterday. He like, did you see the video? I, yeah, I, I think I saw it live. Okay. Well, he like, 
he did like this. He was like, yeah. He just threw yes. his hands out yeah. forward, and then he awkwardly threw his club like five feet in front of yeah. him. Like it was great. What are you doing, dude? No clue. <laughs> that was the best part. But yes, um, yeah, uh, it's the Masters, so it was awesome. And Scotty Scheffler is just a stud right now. He's won. He won his first PGA Tour event in February, and he is now. With that included, he has won four of his last six starts. He's number one golfer in the world. Um, he's just on an absolute tear right now. Yeah. Um, obviously, we talked about it last week. He was not one of my picks to win. Um, I had Justin Thomas and Brooks Kepka. Kepka missed the cut. Thomas, I think, finished top 10, maybe. Yeah, tied for eighth. Justin Thomas did. So, um, but yeah, it, it's hard to bet against Scotty Scheffler right now. He's, he's uh, running the golf world. Did you go 10 minutes talking about golf and not mention Scotty Scheffler until like the last like two minutes, or did you mention him earlier? Cause I mean, he won the whole damn tournament. Yeah, I, don't, uh, <laughs> I don't even know that his name was mentioned. Uh, it was towards the end. Yeah. Okay. yeah. No, the story obviously was tiger. Um, and that's, that was, that was the story of this, of this tournament. Um, Scotty had such a, he just had such a huge lead by the end of it. I mean, he, yeah. He even botched a couple of those putts at the end and still yeah, had he more than four putted the last hole. Enough. Yeah, it had still the commanding lead um, um, over Rory it, to, to win. So it got down to one. It was a one shot lead at one point. I think on like nine or 10, uh, Cam Smith got it to one and then Cam bogeyed and Scheffler birdied. And then Smith put one in the water on 12 and he faded after that. I, I think where it changed was the third hole. I think it was a two shot lead. The third hole, they were both left under the scoreboard and Scheffler chipped in for birdie. That might've been the one that, um, that won the tournament. I don't know that. I don't know that that won the tournament, but that set up, the rest of the day so yeah it, it changed early and yeah yeah well that's great uh i didn't watch much i did watch thursday a little bit and friday uh and then i watched probably the last like 30 or 40 minutes of the broadcast on sunday uh, talk about a good app not marquee the masters i did not app. watch through their app but that's yeah uh i was able to watch it on espn plus so i was at least able to watch tiger on thursday um and Friday. So, all right, we're almost done here. Uh, real quick movies, uh, or TV. Did you have anything you want to talk about from the movies and TV world? No, no. Okay. I'm not going to spend much time. Still waiting on the Batman to start streaming. Uh, next Monday, the 18th. Um, that'll be on HBO max. Uh, the movie that came out this week though, uh, everything everywhere all at once. Um, I went and saw that yesterday instead of watching baseball. Uh, I will just say it out. It's the highest, score that i've given a movie since 2019 um it is Whoa. not a movie it is not a movie that i will recommend to everybody it is it is strange and they do they cram so much into this movie um most of the time like nine times out of ten almost ten times out of ten when movies try to do that they don't have success this one works uh everything everywhere all at once is a movie that features primarily a chinese american cast or Chinese cast. Um, it's 
a good chunk of it's in subtitles, but a large chunk of it's also in English um, for those that care. Uh, but it is a, it, at its core, it's a family drama about a Chinese American family, primarily the, the woman in the family played by Michelle Yeoh, who heard her, her and her husband run a laundromat. Uh, they have a 20 something year old daughter that uh, struggling with her identity and they just are just struggling with a variety of things. But th- this movie is also um, sci-fi. It's an action martial arts movie. Uh, it's a comedy. It, it's just a lot of things. Um, I believe my what I said on Twitter was that in a year that we're already going to have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and Spider-Man into this or across the Spider-Verse Part 2, this will be the best multiverse movie of the year. Um, it's such a strange concept for a movie and it will not be for everyone, but it works. If, if you're into good movies and you're okay with it being a little obscure, go see this movie. Uh, and I, I would recommend seeing it in a theater. I don't know if watching this at home on Netflix, whenever that happens at some point down the road, that it will give the same effect uh it's just it's a strange type of movie they they pay homage and reference a lot of things uh you could definitely feel the matrix vibes um you can feel the you know kind of the marvel-esque vibes to this movie uh there's a pixar reference like it's just a lot happening in this movie it's very good it is as i said it's the highest score i've given to a movie since 2019 that score may change over the, over time. Um, I tend to fluctuate a little bit, but as of right now, um, it is, it's high. It's the highest I've given anything since I believe I had, think I had two, three movies in 2019 that scored higher than what this is right now. Um, but I have it as 4.5, four and a half stars, um, 91 out of 91 out of hundred, which Bing. in 2019 parasite Jojo rabbit and once upon a time in Hollywood all scored higher than that but nothing in 2020 did and nothing in 2021 did. Um, so it's very good. It's, it's strange. Uh, as I said, not for everyone, but it's a really good movie. And I definitely recommend it. My question always for you. How okay. long is it? Uh, two 30 to 40, maybe. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, a long it's got a movie. Well, what movie isn't anymore? I know. Um, I know. Let's see. What is the runtime? I mean, it it doesn't really feel like it. Um, if I'm being honest, it's 140 minutes, so that's two hours and two twenty twenty. So, um, it's good. All right, it's it's All a right. really good movie. Um, definitely recommend it to anybody that's looking for looking for a good movie. Uh, but it's just it does so much and it works on so many levels. So, uh, that's my movie review for this week. I had never uh, heard of that until I think it was released and yeah. it immediately people it kind of came out of nowhere. It. It's directed by uh, Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. They go by the Daniels. Uh, they've only directed one other uh, feature film before it came out a few years ago. I didn't even see the movie. It was the Swiss army man with Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe. It's the first, that was their first feature movie. Um, this as i said it came out of nowhere it has a wait so it was the daniel 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 and daniel Daniel steiner Steiner, and it was paul paul dano Dano 
and, and Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Yes, okay. correct. Okay. Yes. Uh, a lot of Daniels and Danos in that first one, but, but yeah, this one, uh, Michelle Yeoh's in this. She's the, she's the lead. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis also plays a, a significant role in this movie. Uh, it's just really good. Uh, I had not heard of it really either until the past few weeks after it debuted at whatever festival that was a few weeks, a few weeks back, it went to a few theaters this week and i believe it's going to open even wider next week so uh, if you're looking for something to go see in a theater coming up here uh i'd highly recommend that ambulance was also the big release this week i have not seen that yet the jake gyllenhaal uh, yeah. movie michael bay movie i'll probably get to that at some point but haven't happened oh, has not happened yet that was a preview i think for either spider-man or james bond whichever and i were sitting there and in my head i didn't say it out loud but in my head as the trailer's going, I'm like, this is probably a movie that's called like Ambulance or something like that. <laughs> and then it popped up. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Ambulance. Um, I do have one thing. We yes. finished the Flight Attendant series. Oh, never watched it. I watched like one episode. Yeah, you told me that you never you never got into it. It's um different. It's not what I expected at all we'll say that um but it's not it, really a comedy like it's, it's not a comedy yeah it's not a comedy but there are some comedic vibes to it because it's i mean it's like a crime drama yeah. with a little comedy in it it was good it had us entertained um and it's kind of like a kind of it's a whodunit type of show like what actually yeah. happened here um i enjoyed it it's only eight episodes on hbo max which it's now airing on tbs as well hmm. um so that that was weird but um but yeah it, it was good it says there's two seasons so i don't know if it is they getting another season yet. yeah yeah so so yeah it was i good. just started severance on apple tv plus uh i've heard a lot of good things about that i'm a couple episodes in it's good so far um hopefully finish that sometime this week um, that's uh, Ben Stiller directed it. It stars um, Adam Scott is in that, um, yeah. and uh, Patricia Ar- Patricia Arquette. Um, supposed to be really good. A couple episodes in, enjoying it so far. Um, but that's uh, what I've been working on, as well as Winning Time and finishing up This Is Us and Moon Knight. Moon Knight is happening. I'm sure you haven't watched that. Uh, no, nope. but it's been good. It's been good so far. So, all right, we've been going for way too long. We're gonna wrap this thing up. Uh, anything else that you want to talk about? A uh, couple things. Adam oh. Schefter just released an apology, a three and a half oh. minute apology on his podcast. Uh, he tweeted it out. Um, apology to Dwayne Haskins and tribute to Dwayne Haskins. And uh, a Cubs pitcher just got suspended. Yeah, we didn't talk about the hit by pitch thing. Thompson, Keegan, Keegan Thompson, Thompson. Yeah, suspended three Keegan. games. I didn't watch on Sunday, so I can't fully. I can't fully comment on everything that happened in that game, but in my opinion, the whole hit by pitch and retaliation and all of it is getting, I think it's I think it's out of hand. I don't know where the problem lies. Um, the, the Brewers have hit the Cubs an obscene amount of times the past, I don't know how many years. That's what I was going to get at over the last, I forgot how many years, but over a certain period of time, no one has, hit more batters than the Brewers have hit Cubs. Second on the list is Cubs hitting Brewers. 
It's just, it's just stupid. <laughs> it's just stupid. And now here, Keegan Thompson, who's technically a second year player because he pitched a little bit last year, hitting Andrew McCutcheon, who's never worn a Brewers uniform before Thursday. And now that's what receives the the suspension. Like it's yeah, it's just stupid. It's all it's all stupid. I hate it. Uh, I don't really know. I don't have a solution for it. I just think it's annoying. All right, we're gonna shut this thing down. Um, like, subscribe, comment, share, follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. He's at Craig W. Choate. I'm at the Logan Lee. We are at No One Asked Us Pod. I would tell you we'll be back next week for another show. I do not know if that's happening. We have not even talked about this. At some point, we've talked about going on a brief hiatus. We don't really know what that's happening. Um, so I don't know. Kind of like, we'll like our off season. It, this is going to, yes. It's going to we'll be our off season. This. this is officially going to start our off season. Um, Sorry, it's so long. Hour and a half. release things sporadically. Uh, if there's big Illinois basketball news, you'll probably get, we'll probably do some sort of show for that. Uh, if there's baseball things we want to talk about, there'll be some sort of show, some sort of show for that. Uh, Dr. Strange, the multiverse of madness comes out in a few weeks. I'm going to want to talk about that. I'll probably post something about that. Whether or not Craig watches it. I don't know. Uh, it may be a while before we have another hour and a half long show. Uh, or it could be next week. We really don't know. Uh, but either way, we're not going anywhere. We're just going to take a tone few it, weeks. Tone it down. Tone it down a little bit till we get revved up again. And when things happen, we'll talk about them. You don't have to worry about us. We're still going to be here. We're not going anywhere. If there are things you want to hear us talk about, text us, message us, tweet at us, comment. Don't text us. All that stuff. Don't send so, our number out there. Don't text us. Well, I'm not texting anybody. <laughs> I'm not telling anybody my number, but I know people will still text me and say, hey, you should talk about this. Um, but yeah, that's it. All I'm getting at is that the next X amount of months might be a little sporadic just because we're going to take it. We're going to tone it down a little bit. Um, but I think that's going to do it for us for this week. Is this the end of season one is our first yeah. season. This is, yeah. this is it. This is the yeah. end of season one. We have yeah. been renewed for season two. Um, I can't confirm. Um, but this is going to be the end of season <laughs> one of, of no one assets. It's been a very long year plus season Uh, but we appreciate everybody checking in listening watching however you get your show uh, however you consume this thank you very much from both craig and myself any last words for the folks craig see you in season two see you in season two for craig i'm logan we'll see you next time bye